Shalom, my beautiful souls. I'm Caro, your host, the French Jewish girl living in LA. I'm a certified life and weight loss coach, a mother, and a passionate woman surrounded with extraordinary people. I am truly blessed. And this podcast is my mitzvah to you, my way of paying it forward and tikkun olam. Listen in as each week I share with you the formula to an amazing life. I share with you my stories and my secrets to help you to create a blessed life you can truly love. Bonjour tout le monde. Hello everybody. So before we start today's topic, I have very exciting news to share. On Thursday, August 26th, right in time for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, a new moon and new energy, my podcast will have a new look and a new feel. So we are closing season one, and I cannot wait for season two to begin in three weeks. So get ready for an even more authentic me with a podcast where I'm going to let my spirituality all out and where I will help you rediscover who you are as a modern Jewish woman, who you are when you live your Jewish life your way, who you are when you ignore all the shoulds and other people's opinion, and when you feel inspired to go all in on the things that excite you. So stay tuned for season two, August 26th with the Jewish spiritual princess, bringing you lots of amazing content to help you free from any struggles in your life and start accessing that inner voice so that you can make your dreams your reality. But for now, for the third and last episode in my mini-series on how to best help you children thrive in their lives, here is my little essential on how to help your kids love themselves more and better and how to move from emotional childhood to emotional adulthood so that they are well equipped to take ownership of their responsibilities and can face any problems that comes their way with greater ease and more peace of mind. And of course, even though this is a series created to help your kids, this information is truly life changing and very important for you as well. Remember, we are our children's first models. Before we dive into self-love and emotional maturity, let's briefly talk about focus. The same way it is for us adults, the things that your children focus on are the things your children attract more of into their lives. So, When more of what they don't want is coming into their lives, it is important that they are able to take a step back to sort of capture and and, uh, become aware of the loop they're in and that they can learn to redirect their focus to things that will serve them better and be more uplifting for them in their life. Having this knowledge is power. Having this knowledge will serve your children throughout their lives. It will truly help prevent a lot of the hardship and struggles so many adults face today. As you know, our brain is amazingly efficient. It is able to filter out things that are not important to us in order for us to pay attention to things that are important. Information comes to us through our senses, right? But we don't take it all in. We just can't. If we did, we would be exhausted and on high alert all the time. So our brain filters out details 
basically based on what we tell it from what we see, from what we hear, from what we taste, from what we feel, and from what we touch. This is all the story we create from the th thoughts that come to our mind. If you recall in um, the second episode of this three-part series, which is episode number 64, uh, number 63 being the first one of the series, and then number 64 being the second one, and then the last one being today, number 67, the way we feel is based on what we focus on. And what we focus on, we receive more of in our lives. So it's very important to teach our brain to focus on what we want, to focus on what we like, to focus on what we appreciate rather than on what we don't want or dislike or don't have. You know, our brain will always be able to find evidence for any story we want to tell ourselves. So teaching your brain to focus on the positive is important, but it is a skill and it is a skill you need to practice all of the time, every day, every day for a few minutes, five minutes. The same way we need to work out, right, and stay active physically, we need to pay attention to our mind and be the watcher of our thoughts. And I always take you through a thought download, right? Grab a journal, set your timer to five minutes and dump your thoughts. Dump your thoughts and be the watcher of your mind. What are you looping with today? Is it serving you? If not, move to a different thought. Try and at least go to somewhere more peaceful, like neutral. So whenever you notice your kid's brain wanting to focus on what he doesn't want or can't do or doesn't have, please help him think about its opposite and to focus on that opposite instead. That simple thing will empower your kid rather than, you know, will empower him or her tremendously rather than the negative thinking loop that will only keep him stuck in self-loathing, blaming, frustration, procrastination, and so much more. We are all very good at finding proofs for our stories. And then we help make them true in our lives from more stories that we add on to that. The good news is, my friends, it does not have to be that way or stay that way. You have the power to decide what your life will be no matter what the outside circumstances are. Our greatest power is within each of us. It starts in our mind. It starts with our thoughts. Then it goes via our energy that is coming from our thoughts, the vibration that is in our body. And it goes with raising our vibration so we can start manifesting and attracting the things we most want to create and to have in our life. Now, how do we teach our kids to boost their self-confidence and their self-love? Most kids, I will tell you, and especially teenagers with access to social media, compare themselves to others how they look, how they do in school, how much money their family have, whether or not others like them, how different or similar they are to most. And often with that comparing comes the despairing, not realizing that none of the comparing has actually anything to do with their value as individuals. 
Your kids are 100% worthy and 100% lovable. Your kids are 100% worthy and 100% lovable. I have to say it again. This is so important. I recommend you grab a pen and your notebook and write those few pointers down. Our value never changes. Nothing we do or don't do can change that. We are amazingly valuable just because we exist. Our creator is within each and every one of us. Have you ever left money, you know, dollar bills in your pants and put that in the laundry wash? The money often comes out all all crinkled, right? But the value of the money remains. You can still buy the same things with it at the store as you did when the bill, the dollar bill wasn't crinkled. So please explain to your child that thinking that if other people like them means they must be more likable is not true. That is a total myth. And I'm going to go into this shortly. Next point. If someone likes you, then it says something about that person's ability to see the positive and to recognize your value. It doesn't say anything about you. You are you, no matter what someone thinks of you. And if someone dislikes you, it says something about that person's inability to see the positive. Again, it does not say anything about you. It says, it, it speaks to them. It speaks to what they choose to think about you. Not about you as a person. You are you, no matter what. People don't have to like you. Actually, liking you, my friends, is your job. Having your own back always is your job, no matter what. We all go through, you know, the, 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 the bumps, you know, the whatever, the changes of life. Liking you no matter what happens, whether you break up, whether you lose your job, whether you failed at riding a bike, whether you failed your, you know, your high school exam, no matter what, you have your own back and you learn from the experience. When you learn to stop needing other people to like you, you will free up so much space to just decide to like and love yourself unconditionally. And this is so much more fun, so much more freeing than keeping stuck in that river of misery. I want you to teach your kids that loving yourself begins with paying attention to yourself and then requires having a kind voice in your head. Most people talk to themselves internally in a very judgmental and harsh and, you know, critical way. Most people say things to themselves that they wouldn't even say to anyone else. So please decide to be mindful of the voice in your head. And when you do that, you enjoy being with yourself so much more. There's no need to escape. There's no need to overeat, over drink, over shop, over you know, overwatch porn. There's no need for that because you are perfectly happy and content, you know, within, within you. My friends, your children have unique talents and gifts and characteristics that no other kid has. So please tell them they are here to learn and to grow. And it includes 
sometimes not being good at some things and sometimes making mistakes and sometimes having a great day and sometimes having a not so good day. But none of that affects their value. And loving yourself, loving themselves is the best way to get up when you've fallen down. That is the best way to not stay stuck for long. Getting good at loving yourself is key to navigate the journey of life peacefully and rather happily. So a small exercise I want to suggest is a fun homework called Amazing Me, where your kid gets to make a list of 25 things that they appreciate about themselves. These things can be big, they can be small, but please have them find at least 25 of these wonderful things they appreciate about themselves and write them down. And if they're comfortable with it, why not reading them together and celebrating being unique and being 100% worthy? I'd like to share with you a few myths that always seem to be true. Uh, they're kind of, you know, you hear them, it's, it's so common that people think that they are true, uh, but they're not. They're actually really not. Um, I apologize, I need a sip of water. First myth, we should be nice to other people so that we don't hurt their feelings. Well, my friends, I have news for you. The truth is, we can be nice to other people because it feels good to be nice, right? Let's be nice to others because it feels good to us to be nice. But how they feel is totally up to them. We don't need to change how we behave in order to control other people's feelings. People, and that's valid, you know, for you, for your children, they get to think whatever they want and what they think of you is what determines how they feel, not what you say to them. So that's very important to re to, to note that, right? Because you could be saying something nice to somebody and you could be saying, and they'll, and they'll love it. And you could be saying the same nice thing to someone else who's moody that day, who, you know, whatever's going on in their lives. And they're not going to receive that nice comment in the same way at all. Another myth is when people are mean to me, people say, oh, they're mean to me. It hurts my feelings. And you hear that a lot in schools from a very early age. They're mean to me. It hurts my feelings. Well, my friends, the truth is when people are mean to me and if I believe the thought, oh, they're mean to me. So I'm, it kind of means I'm not good enough and that's why they don't like me and that's why they're mean to me. Then I hurt my own feelings. When you say that to yourself, you hurt your own feelings. The truth mm -hmm. is other people cannot hurt us. We hurt ourselves with our own thoughts. What other people think about you has nothing to do with who you are. Their opinion of you actually says something about them, not about you. And if you can remember this and remember that it's okay for people to be wrong about you or for not everyone to like you, then you will spare yourself the pain that your brain will otherwise try to create for you when other people judge you or are unkind to you. Another myth I want to go into is when someone compliments me, it makes me feel good. 
Well, the truth is the same process as I've just explained. If you choose to agree with the compliments they are giving you, then you will feel good. It's very simple, right? But again, a compliment, a nice compliment to someone will make them feel good. And the same nice compliment to someone who's not in that space to receive it is not going to feel good to them. They, it might even make them angry. So just like other people cannot hurt you with their words, they also cannot make you feel good. If someone loves you, it says something about their ability to love. You are always 100% worthy and lovable whether or not people notice it. Surely, yeah, it's nice when they do, but please know and explain to your child that they don't need other people's compliments to feel good about themselves. And the last myth myth I want to go um, over today and offer you is kids get upset and particularly young kids when they don't get things their way. And by the way, this can also is pretty common in adults too. Why is that? It's because the voice in their brain will want to tell them that it's unfair. And the voice is very good at finding all the reasons why this is unfair. So from that kind of thinking, it creates a feeling of being upset, wanting to argue or cry or scream. So what if you suggested to your child to tell that little voice in his head that everything is going to be okay, that he has other things, but also that you, that he doesn't, you know, and he, we don't always have to get things our way in order to feel happy in life, right? We don't, things don't have to always go our way for us to feel happy. Happiness is an emotion. Happiness comes from the way you think, not whether life goes your way or not your way. So focus on what you have that you like instead of focusing on what you don't have. That way you will uh, attract more of what you like into your life. And as your child gets older, or if your child is a teenager or young adult already, explain to him that really our thoughts create our emotions and that we are free to choose our thoughts to feel however we want to feel. Like you have, a, you know, open a dictionary, you have a whole platter of emotions available to you. So find a thought that will empower you to feel this way. If I want to feel happy or if I want to feel grateful about what I have in my life rather than, you know, cry about what I don't have, then what is the thought that is going to get me to this place of gratitude and happiness and get me to have a wonderful energy to attract more of that into my life instead of staying in the river of misery? My beautiful souls. This is it for the third episode of this mini-series on empowering you as parents and providing you with the tools to help your children feel better in their lives and thrive regardless of the uncertainties of the world. We are raising the future generations. And since this, you know, the formula of life, the formula to a great life is not taught in school, uh, you know, in any school I've attended any country I've been at, like it's just not taught in school yet. So it really is our responsibility to teach it to our kids and to teach them these tools so that these future adults of the world can create an amazing life, not only for themselves, but they can, you know, as a, as a, as a community, help heal the world from too much control and ego 
giving it more love, respect, and human kindness. This is it, my friends, for season one. It's been an amazing season one. I'm very proud of it. And now I'm going to, you know, I will see you back here in three weeks. The Jewish spiritual princess that I am really cannot wait to be back here in three weeks on Thursday, August 26th with my very solar energy and a ton of love and my one purpose of helping you make your dreams your reality. And by then, we will have our beautiful Hila. She'll have arrived from Israel and I will have uh, lots more to share with you on that. By the way, did I tell you, I forgot to mention last week when I introduced you to uh, Hila and our beautiful uh, story uh, that Hila in Hebrew means halo, right? The glowing light and the hope. How perfectly appropriate. What an amazing name for and a beautiful name for such a very promising young lady. I cannot wait to pick her up on August 13th at the JCC in LA and to welcome her to our home. Toda Rabba, merci beaucoup. I wish you all an amazing three weeks. And if like me, you celebrate Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. Ciao, ciao. My beautiful souls, don't forget to treat yourself to your complimentary private session with me to start getting unstuck immediately and getting solutions to start creating your best life. Find the link in the show notes. And if you enjoy this podcast, please help me grow my reviews by just taking a few minutes of your time to leave me your review on Apple Podcast. Merci beaucoup, and I will see you here next week. Ciao, ciao.